Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 2023 season preview of the Chicago Bears right here on Believe in Bears with Joey Christopoulos and Corey Wooten. Great episode coming up, but we got to talk about our sponsor that is with us year in and year out. It's BetOnline.ag. And look, BetOnline, it's your number one source for all your betting needs. And what better than right now with NFL futures coming up week one right around the corner. It's the easiest way to place all of your wagers. And it's also got great live betting and favorite casino games, card games, anything that you want available right on your phone. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to the website right now. Get in on the action. You will receive a 50% welcome bonus only when you use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive that bonus. 50%. Get those NFL futures in. Get those week one bets in right now. Only at betonline.ag, where the game starts. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming into the show, listening to us audio only, whether it is SiriusXM, wherever you get your podcast, checking us out on YouTube right here with our presenting video sponsor, Sports Talk Chicago. Thanks so much for hopping in. I'm Joey Christopoulos. Let's bring in our co-host and do a season preview for the 2023 Chicago Bears. He is none other than West End Golf Course's very own, Fox 32's very own, doing those promos, get ready for those brewing views, Chicago. CHGO <laughs> breaking it down every single week and right here on Believe in Bears. It's former Bears defensive end, Corey Wooten. What's up, Corey? Hey, what's going on, Joey? Uh, college football is this weekend, which is nice. A couple games last week, but the NFL is two weeks away, which is going to be awesome. So really looking forward to that. Uh, love college football, but NFL, I love that. Even even that much more, and especially the Bears this season. Huge season for them. Justin Fields, this offense really trying to show what they can do. Now they got the weapons. The offensive line has been solidified. I know there's an injury with Tevin Jenkins that we're going to get into, but I think it's going to be a big season in growth uh, on both sides of the football, but very excited to see offensively. So much to dive into right here on this episode. We're going to get into X factors, guys that we like, don't like concerns, win total predictions at the very end. But Corey, let's start it off with it. Something that you just mentioned right here. Uh, we're recording this the day after they just released their 53 man roster. That's going to head into week one. A lot of news and notes couple surprises here so Corey man what's jumping out to you right now um you know good yeah. or bad right now with the Chicago Bears roster yeah I, I think um one that that probably you could you could have saw either way right Tevin uh not Tevin Jenkins Travis Gibson rather right he's somebody that really flashed towards the end of training camp the last two games really put on a clinic pass rush wise uh I just think they were a little fed up with him right he supposedly requested a trade as well he asked for permission to seek out a trade. Okay. Okay. So I don't know. Is, is that so lingo? A, is that lingo to protect him from other NFL teams to make sure yeah, that he didn't ask yeah, out? Potentially, potentially. But I, I think he said he wants to get traded. Um, mm -hmm. So I think, you know, he, he flashed a little too late. And I think after last year, um, they were expecting him to make the next big step and that jump as, as a defensive end. And we just didn't see it. So. I think they felt uh, pretty good, especially with Terrell Lewis, the way he played uh, this training camp. I mean, obviously, like he he flashed like I was, we didn't see much of Yannick at all um, during training camp too much. He was trying to figure out the system, get back up to speed and whatnot. So Terrell Lewis really flashed. Dom Robb, you know, he he's improving, uh, you know, in his second year now. So I feel like they felt comfortable um letting him go especially with uh green as well uh coming into his own having some really good practices uh during during the preseason gibson was definitely a bit of a surprise obviously comes from the three four style that they had played with the previous regime so i guess i can wrap my head around that but yeah Corey, for a team that struggled so mightily on the defensive line last year 
and a guy that you liked a whole lot last year. They thought he had big time potential and then had a pretty decent training camp to see him get let go was an interesting move, but obviously the coaching staff feels like the guys that they brought in hopefully is going to be enough uh, to make some pressure and stop the run this year for the bears. Also uh, the bears went out and picked up uh punt returner, Trent Taylor today right. off of waivers. Um, Corey, your reaction on that one, 9.7 yards per punt return last year. Um, how do you think that works into the mix, special teams-wise, wide receiver-wise? Because now you've got an interesting situation of who exactly is going to be active and inactive week one when we yeah. know DJ Moore, we know Chase Claypool, we know Darnell Mooney. And then after that, you've got Taylor, you've got Valus Jones, you've got St. Brown, yeah. you've got Tyler Scott. Yeah. What do you think of the move, and how do you think that factors into week one? Well, I think they were they were banking on Pettis coming back to handle some of those return duties. He's on IR, so obviously that's that's why that move is there. And I don't know how comfortable they feel with Velas Jones, so that's that's what it's kind of hinting. You know, uh, it would be interesting to see. Obviously, now dur- during the season, we're not going to try him out, but Tyler Scott in the future to potentially be a punt returner because he's an absolute burner in there. Um, but I think I think it's just to add add something else in the arsenal for punt return. That's why that move is there. And then getting back to the offensive side of the ball, Alex Leatherwood, right? He's somebody that I really mm-hmm. thought improved this offseason and really had a strong um, training camp. I think it came down to dollars, right? And essentially, they they traded for Dan Feeney. Um, so I think that's, that's kind of what it was there. And it's going to be interesting how week one, how this offensive line is going to shake out, right? Whether they're going to move white hair to guard, uh, Patrick to center, if Tevin Jenkins can't go, kind of how they'll shuffle things. But I think that might be the order of things if Tevin Jenkins can't go. Yeah, that's what's curious. So Tevin Jenkins, just really quick, it just came down breaking news, Corey, that Tevin Jenkins was placed on IR today. So he's oh, officially no. he's officially going to miss the first four games minimum to start off okay. the season. So obviously, I think the moves that you're just talking about, that makes a lot of sense, right? And, and Corey, is it fair to say, I don't know a lot about Feeney, but I just know that he has starting experience and reps at guard, at center, yeah. more of that flexibility maybe that they need or looking for. I don't think Leatherwood's ever played a snap at center. So maybe exactly. that was the move that they had to make. Yeah. And it's been an interesting camp too, Corey, because they've had to eat a lot of money, right? They're eating Leatherwood's money. They're eating PJ Walker's money, mm-hmm. Gibson's money. I mean, these are all decisions that are that are football oriented, maybe not checkbook yeah. oriented. But but I like I like polls that he uh is willing to do that, right? You have to have the best man on the field, right? Regardless of contract and that somebody's not performing the way they should. That's what you have to do. So you you got you got to trim the fat in a sense, and I'm glad he did that. And some teams will go with whoever they paid the most money to because they feel like they have to. So you know, Badgett, uh, you know, I performed them. So that's that's what you got to do at that point. Let's dive into our season preview, Corey, and let's just start with I think the topic that the, that's on every Bears fan mind right now is that how much do you take or how much do you leave from the preseason? Um, I think it's very fair to say that it's been an up and down preseason. Um, the reports out of camp seem to be the same reports that come out of camp every year. Good days, bad days, up and down. Um, where are you landing right now? Not just with the talent and the depth on this roster right now, but just what you've seen through the preseason and just talk a little bit about how much that matters and factors into a preparation, which we now have two weeks for, for the green Bay Packers week one. Yeah. You know, I, I think the preseason, um, especially the games, sometimes you take with a grain of salt, you know, I think especially for the guys that have established themselves, their main focus is to get through the preseason healthy. So that's, that's the biggest thing. Um, you know, the thing I've liked what I've seen from Justin Fields and, and practices and, you know, what everyone's been reporting, 
is the confidence, right? His ability to make different reads. And now he actually has a number one receiver, which is awesome, right? And everyone thinks that you have to make every perfect throw and this, that, and the other. And I always make this comparison with Jalen Hurts, right? From from last year, for, or the year before to last year, right? The main difference, they went out and got A.J. Brown, right? He's the guy that can go up and get it, make him right. You throw it up, those 50-50 balls, he's going to make you right. And D.J. Moore is that same thing. So you see you see the progression with Jalen Hurts. He really improved uh, last year. And I think A.J. Brown was, was a big reason for that. And not only that, not taking anything away from Jalen Hurts, right? Every year in a scheme, you get more comfortable, and then they add weapons. So Chicago is kind of having that philosophy like Philly. Okay, let's solidify this offensive line, right? We got Darnell Wright. We got Nate Davis, right? Feel good about Tevin Jenkins. Feel good about Braxton Jones. And Cody White here at center, we feel good about that. So the weapons are there. The offensive line is there. I know Tevin Jenkins is hurt right now. But kind of that philosophy to help your quarterback grow, they're putting all the pieces in the puzzle to make Justin Fields successful. So I love what they've been able to do. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing what he can do this year because this is a huge year for him, right? Bears got two first-rounders next year. Um, they have to know everything from Justin Fields. And at this point, I think he's going to have a great year, right? I think he will establish himself as a top-10 quarterback. And there's still a lot of people that hate on him and say he can only run and all this. But I think this year, the offensive line will be vastly improved from, from last year. So I think he'll have time. I think another year in this system with Luke Getze, and now you have a dog at number one receiver. You got a running back in Roshan Johnson, Khalil Herbert. You got that thunder and lightning right there. Um, the red zone, Cole Komet, Robert Tanyan, uh, Tyler Scott's the burner, uh, Claypool, the pressure's off him, and Darnell Mooney as well. So I think this is going to be a, a vastly improved team offensively. And I think I think people are thinking, oh, he's going to run the football. But I, yeah, I think there's going to be some runs in there sprinkled he's great at it that, but 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 i think but i think the down in the field passing that that's where he's really going to make his mark this year and it's going to get set up by the run game right because that threat of him being able to scramble is, is really going to elevate his game because people are going to be so worried and as a former defensive end anytime you have a guy that can run like that i played against michael vick right he puts fear <laughs> Everything you're thinking of, spy guy, we have to keep contained. It changes your rush. So talented rushers out there, they can't rush the same way. And then all of a sudden, he's going to roll out there and then and then drop a bomb down the field. So I think it's really going to improve this year for him. And like I said, I look for him to be a top 10 quarterback. And and some people still doubt that, but I, I really do. I love what I've seen from him. I think he's he's grown as a leader. And I, I think the, the NFL as a whole is going to be surprised when he's not running as much. Yeah, when we talk about the Chicago Bears, it starts and ends with Justin Fields, right? And this is the conversation that we're having right now, so let's go a little bit further. Corey, you know, my biggest fear this season isn't Justin Fields being bad. Um, my fear is that I don't think Justin Fields is going to be bad. I think there's a possibility that Justin Fields can be great. I think my biggest fear is that middle area, Corey. Um, that middle area that when we play 17 games at the end of the year, me and you are going to have conversation after conversation of, eh, well, he looked good here, and did he play well here, and this, th this, that, and the other, and we won't have a decision on him. There's a middle gray area here. There isn't just an up and down switch of whether we make Justin Fields our franchise quarterback. So is there something specific in your mind? You you started to touch on it a little bit, but like, what is that? what is that feeling and what does that look like that Justin Fields can do this season 
that solidifies himself as the franchise quarterback, not just this year, but for the next five or six years? Is it winning football games specifically? Is it situations in the game? What is it for you that I, I think is going to really kind of put the nail in the coffin yeah. that Justin Fields is the guy? Well, I, I think a few things, right? Winning, uh, it definitely adds, adds to the resume of a quarterback, right? Every every great quarterback wins games, right? And last year, they only won three games. Um, that's not all on him. I know people are going to say, well, he's your quarterback, and, and he's responsible for it. The quarterback always gets blamed. That's the blame game when it comes down to it. So, obviously, if he improves the win total, right, uh, that that is going to be huge. And then the down-the-field passing, that's going to be the next step, right? We saw what he could do as a playmaker what he can do with his feet, how he can extend plays, how he can run like a running back out there. But the big criticism on him, oh, he's just Lamar Jackson, right? He's a guy that can just run when you need the ball passed down the field. You can't rely on him. And I think that's the key thing that he has to do this year, really be able to and, – and it's not just the deep passes, right? It, it's being efficient, right? Taking what the defense gives you sometimes, not trying to force things. Because last year we saw certain times, right, where he was trying to make a play – he tried to fit it in a tight window or have a throw that he shouldn't, mm -hmm. right? Let the game come to you, right? Take what the defense is giving you. And, yeah, sometimes with a guy like DJ Moore, you throw it and he's going to get it, right? Those are those 50-50 balls. But when it's not there, take what the defense is giving you. You know, tuck it down and scramble, right? Get out of bounds. And the, the key thing, right, if he does run this year, do not take hits. Because what I saw last year is sometimes he took some very unnecessary hits. And it reminded me a lot of Cam Newton early on in his career. He was like, oh, I'm so big. I can take these hits. And Justin Fields is, is, is a put-together dude. He's 6'3", 6'4", about 240, 245 pounds. He's, he's put together. But you do not want to take hits for your franchise quarterback. Because we saw certain games where he was, you know, hobbling along. He looked banged up. So just be smart in that regard, right? Tuck it and go, get out of bounds. Do not take these unnecessary hits and just take what the defense gives you this year. Yeah, I, we keep going back to it, but you just mentioned it. You said Cam Newton, and I think that Justin Fields' style of play, I think I think it's where confu it confuses Bears fans and it confuses general NFL fans because we're all so obsessed with stats right now, efficiency, completion percentage. And from what I remember with Cam Newton was – you know, he'd miss a throw here and there, but he'd also hit a 60-yard dime to Steve Smith. When exactly. the chips were down and they needed a drive and they got points, Cam Newton went out and got those points. So I think that it's going to be more of a reading between the lines with me with Justin Fields this year. And, and Corey, I was having this conversation the other day, and I'm wondering if you agree, but, you know, we, a lot of people um, aspire to do this for a living, do it for a living. A lot of people crunch the numbers. A lot of people look at the film. Mm -hmm. A lot of people do this, that projection. We now have these projection models that now say whether you're going to win games or whether you're going to lose games this year. The one thing, though, that we can all agree on is that Justin Fields last year, four to six times a game, did things that were so unscripted, that were so unpredictable, that you could not put into any, excuse me, AI, computer model, generator, whatever you want to call it, and he did things that completely changed complexions of games and changed the way the defense has thought about him moving forward. And I think that that's the skill, and I think that's the hardest thing for Bears fans and other people to wrap their heads around about the ceiling of Justin Fields is we can't equate that, Corey. We can't exactly. put that into a computer and say 3.2 times a game he's going to run for 65 yards and make eight guys miss on the way to doing it, right? Yep. And I, I think that there's going to be something about that. And for me with Justin Fields, if he is lethal in the red zone, 
if he gives us those magic, you know, I don't want to say magical, but if he gives us those God-given athletic, amazing plays where he's making decisions with the football, whether it is passing or whether it is running. And then in the end, Corey, again, I, I think if he leads us to a couple of victories that we don't deserve, or, you know, puts that moment where the quarterback puts this on our shoulders a little bit and leads us to victory. Those are the type of things that I think that are going to easily check the box for Justin Fields more than whether he passes for over 60% a completion percentage this year. Exactly. I I, I compare this a lot to, to Jalen hurts, right? Uh, You know, this 2021 season, right? You look at it. It was okay. 3000 yards passing 16 touchdowns, you know, nine interceptions, eight, 87 uh, QB rating. And then Justin Fields last year, right? 2,200 yards passing, 17 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and 85 rating. So they're very similar in regard. And Jalen Hurts had a way better offensive line that 21 season. Basically the same offensive line as last year, right? So I'm just thinking from this, right? The natural progression of getting better as a quarterback. Justin Fields can only go up from here. The offensive line is greatly improved, right? You have weapons offensively. You got a one-two punch at, at the running back position, which I, you can make an argument. Maybe one, two, three, maybe one, two, three, Corey. Exactly. Exactly. And and people talking about, well, David Montgomery in the pass protection game, Roshan Johnson, looked great all preseason and training camp and pass production. He is a beast at that. So I think people were were worried about getting rid of David Montgomery. And I think Roshan Johnson, he hasn't even scratched the surface of what he can be. He was sitting behind the best running back prospect to come out and probably what since Zeke Elliott, um probably saquon yeah, yeah but, i mean throw any name yeah, in the saquon, hat he, he belongs yeah, in that Elliott. photo yeah for exactly sure. so i i think this year when i'm just looking at it from justin fields is a better running than jalen hurts right i don't think we can dispute that right justin fields has a better arm right i think we can all agree with that a stronger arm the thing is the accuracy right which i think he improved in preseason right during the games he didn't play as much as as we would have liked but the thing is, I, I think where he's really going to make his mark is being more efficient this year, right? So that's what I'm looking forward to, especially with the offensive line being with the weapons and the running game. So you're going to rely on that running game, get things going, smash mouth football, work the play action, work the sprint outs, work the boots off it, and allow him to use his feet when he can, but rely on his arm. So I'm looking forward to that. So I think it's going to be vastly improved. And, you know, people were saying over under, you know, 3,000 yards. I think he'll be over that for sure. He missed games last year, and he he was at 2,200 yards. And early on, they started out the first five weeks where the passing stats were. Didn't throw it at all. Didn't yeah. Throw it at it, all. It, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think he was averaging like 122 yards through the first couple weeks. It was 12, it was 12 re- attempts. 12 attempts yeah. through the first four weeks, Corey. Exactly. So, so you know they're going to air out the ball more, especially with all the weapons there. So I think he'll definitely go over three thousand yards. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if he's closer to four thousand for sure. But the main thing is being efficient. Jalen Hurts. You look at his stats. That doesn't scream MVP, does it? Thirty-seven hundred yards passing, twenty-two touchdowns. The twenty-two. The twenty-two passing touchdowns. When I was looking it up, because we got fantasy drafts coming up this weekend, Corey, I was a little surprised, right? And you start looking into Mm -hmm. it, but then you look over and you go, okay, he had thirteen rushing touchdowns, and they got so good at executing in the red zone. And I just think for Justin Fields, that kind of weapon, you know, with the legs, the body, the arm, the physicality, all that. When when you get within fifteen yards, there's no reason why we shouldn't score a touchdown. Oh, yeah. Not every single time, but you understand what I'm saying. Raise that level 
of efficiency in the red zone, make Justin Fields a threat that no defense can honestly figure out whether he's going left, right, past the yeah. ball, whatever it is. And I think all of a sudden those numbers are going to start to take care of itself. And that's oh, just kind I, of where, that's where I land on that one. Yeah, the, the red zone offense is going to be greatly improved this year. Um, you, you look at a Cole Komet, he really came into his own the last couple of games. Tanyan has had great experience in the red zone, catching the football as well. DJ Moore is going to be able to go up and get it. Claypool had did that all preseason. So I think about this too, especially if you get Justin Fields on a boot one-on-one on a defensive end. Good luck, Chuck. I mean, he's, he's beating him at the pylon every time. I mean, Justin Fields can flat out run. So I'm putting him one-on-one on that defensive end or linebacker whatever you may have. And I'm going to say him versus him, whether he has the option to pass or run, hey, you you put that guy in a bind every time. And he'll. I, I look for him to go, go similar numbers to Jalen Hurts, if not better. Um, I, I really do. I think Justin Fields, and this is no knock on Jalen Hurts by any means. And, and, and people, I think Jalen Hurts is, is a great quarterback. I think he's a great person. I think what he's been able to do in Philly is awesome. But I think when it comes to pure talent, and and I'm not I'm not saying Justin Fields is better than Jalen Hurts now or anything like that. But I'm saying Justin Fields has the potential to be better than Jalen Hurts. And I think anyone that watches football and understands what Justin Fields really has and that he hasn't scratched the surface of what he can be realizes that 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 is a fact that J- Justin Fields. I mean, the sky is the limit for this guy. If he can really improve this year and build his confidence up, I, I honestly think when it's all said and done. He could be in a couple of years challenging for that top five quarterback position, but it's it, this year, honestly, it is, is a make or break year for Justin Fields, right? I, I think this will tell a lot about the trajectory of his career. Trajectory of his career, trajectory of the Bears franchise. I mean, honestly, for a three and 14 team um, that's coming off a season like that, there is a lot on the line Bears fans, and luckily they have the ninth easiest schedule, so they will have a little bit of a leg up there. Uh, we're doing a season preview right here on Believe in Bears with former Bears defensive end Corey Wooten. Uh, let's go to the other side of the ball, Corey. Let's go to Corey's corner, if you will. Talk a little defense for a second. Because, again, Corey, look, man, I think this is still the biggest concern that I have on the team right now. I know that we we're going to talk about it, and I want to get your take on it because just from yeah. my perspective, uh, the defensive line yeah. um, still scares me a little bit. Um, it was so bad last year. That honestly, um, I understand that you're bringing in a couple of rookies that still need to learn, bring in a couple of veterans that are going to be taking on bigger roles. We've seen that story play out in Chicago before. El Khadim Muhammad didn't really work out. Um, and then you're bringing in a guy like Yannick Ngakwe, who hopefully is going to get after the quarterback. So, Corey, man, that's still my biggest concern right now that defensive mm-hmm. line stopping the run, getting after the yeah. quarterback. What is your biggest concern right now yeah. on this team? And is it on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, I, I think defensively, um, it doesn't come down to the running game because I feel like they they they'll be a lot better. They'll be a lot better in the running okay. game. And they got Andrew Billings. I mean, he's absolute force in there, especially on in up the middle. Justin Jones, I really liked what he did last year. He looks like he's gonna project to be the starting three technique. I think the younger guys, Pickens and Dexter, I don't think they're quite ready. Pickens above Dexter for sure. He really flashed in the preseason. But I think that's gonna kind of be the one-two punch, the Billings and Justin Jones. And then his defensive end position, Demarcus Walker. I like him at the left end, right? I, I think he's strong. He plays the run well. He's going to kick in on pass rush situations at the three technique. Billings will move away. And then Yannick, the thing is, people really critique his his, his run game, right? That's that's one thing they say, oh, he's, he's, he's absent in the run game. He's a great pass rusher. 
But in this scheme, the only thing is you have to get off the football. And with your get off, that will set the edge for the run. You don't have to be the strongest guy in the world. And I've talked about this multiple times. Simeon Rice played this Tampa too. And he's a guy that's 6'5". They listed him at 260. He's about 240 pounds when he played. And he's over there, you know, strong arm and Jonathan Ogden. Why? Because of his get up off the field, right? He gets off the football, penetrates up the field, and that penetration stuffs the run. Jonathan Ogden versus Simeon Rice in a straight up you, you read and react defense. Oh, he's pancaking him down the field 40 yards. But the get off is what allows you to set the edge. And I think that's what the, that's what they're going to strive for with Yannick. So I feel really good about the, the rushing defense, right? My only thing is the pass rush. I think it's better than we thought, right? Because I think Yannick will be able to produce on that right side. Now it's like Terrell Lewis, if he can really make his hay in the pass rush situations on that left side, I feel pretty good at, about that situation right there. And then Justin Jones and maybe Zach Pickens or Walker, kind of that combo inside rotation. Um, I feel pretty good about it. And I, I guarantee they'll dial up some blitz packages as well, um, you know, from anywhere from the secondary to the talented linebacking core. So if anything, the pass rush is my main concern. I think the running game, rush defense will be will be a lot better. Um, so it just comes down to the pass rush. But if you can stop the run, you can figure out ways how to pressure the passer, whether it's by blitz. Yeah, and I, I'm just going to get out here, and I'm going to say this now, and I, I think I'm going to say it on a show coming up a little bit later on Sports Talk Chicago. I'm doing with John Zaglul. Is that, can I just, like, put something to sleep right now, Bears fans? All right, this is – I'm getting in the mind – of Bears fans if something goes wrong in a couple of weeks, seven, week seven, week eight. This is the conversation I don't want to have. We got to get rid of Allen Williams. It's Allen Williams' fault. Allen Williams, Allen, like, dude, I'm calling it right now. If, if, if things go south for the defense, yeah. we're going to try and blame it all on Allen Williams. And honestly, yeah. man, just I want your perspective on that because in yeah. my opinion, if it goes wrong defensively, I think this goes back to players first because they got to be accountable, right? You talked all year long about gap discipline and how that was yep. a problem last year. That's not a yep. coaching problem. That was a gap yep. discipline problem with the players. So players yep. first, and then after that, go over the top. Eberflus' scheme, Ryan Poles, believing that they can pick and piece different depth parts yep. and create something that's going to work on a consistently weekly basis. I'm just telling yep. you, man, I'm, I'm, I'm calling it right now. If things go south of the defense, we're going to give Allen Williams a hard time. And I think yeah. he's going to be a scapegoat that I'm not even going to entertain because I think it, it's more than that. I mean, the, if the pieces are there, the system is there, the rotation is depth the way that they want it. This should work this year. It should. Yeah. Yeah, this, this should. I, I think the one key thing is, like I said, stopping the run. That's something that they failed to do the past couple of years. And, and that'll gut you as a defense, right? It puts pressure in the passing game. Teams can really work the play action because then you're worried about things. They run the ball on your throat. Um, so I think if they can stop the run, that's the key to this defense. So that will be my only cause of concern to, to blame Allen Williams is if they have another year by solidifying Billings in there, getting Walker at, as a run defender and the and the talented linebacking core, if they can't stop the run at that point, right? The the pass rush, I'm I'm going to be a little bit more okay. Let's let's see. I think they'll put up better numbers than we thought this year. But I think that the, the rush defense has to be there. That's that's a non-negotiable. That's something that hasn't been there in two years. So if if they don't improve in that area, I think a lot of that will be on Allen Williams. Mm. Incremental progress, right? Because they they love bringing Jaquan Brisker down 
inside the box, maybe rush him on a couple of blitzes there. But again, you got to get a little bit better in that area. And I'm, I mean, that's just a part that's kind of worrying. Uh, it worries me. And when yeah. we talk about Justin Fields and his progression, if the def can't, defense can't get off the field, uh, if you don't give your quarterback an opportunity to put up points, or if he's always chasing a deficit like he did consistently last year, you're going to make yeah. bad mistakes. You're going to have to push the ball down the field in areas when you don't. And when you talk about that patience, you talk about seeing it orchestrating, controlling the field, that starts to worry me a little, a little bit. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. Corey, I want to do a quick over-under with you. We're going to do a lightning round yeah. over-under, and then we're going to do a win total. Um, yeah. and then, and then we're going to be back next be, week to preview Bears before Packers. we get into that, oh, just, in. just real yeah, quick about, about the defensive line. We are one off season away from really solidifying this defensive line. Right. Mm -hmm. So if Justin Fields has the year that we think he will, right. Quarterback position is straight. Like we know what we have from him. He's our franchise a hundred percent. Then you have those two first round picks that you can address defensive. I mean, some killers at the defensive line, yeah. whether that's two ends, whether it's the end of the three technique. And then all of a sudden that defense has got a lot better. And all of a sudden, all the other picks, the second round are here. Um, so I think they're one offseason and then from the free agents as well. So they're one offseason away from really solidifying that defensive line. And then that defense gets a lot better. Um, and there's a guy named Nick Bosa possibly on the market next year, as you mentioned. Yeah, so there's a lot to consider there. Uh, so, Corey, uh, just a quick over under. Just a simple yes and no. We're going to lightning round this just really quickly. Um, the easy one, the first one, I think you already said it, over under 3,000 yards for Justin Fields. Over. Over. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe, over under 9.5 sacks. I'm going to say over. DJ Moore, over under 1,050 yards receiving. Over. Cole Komet, over under... 7.5 touchdowns over Woo. red zone that red zone threat um uh who's gonna lead the bears in rushing yards not named oh, justin uh, fields not named justin okay. fields uh, trapdoor sorry yeah i'm khalil herbert oh interesting i like that just a big the big play potential possibly exactly exactly i mean he's the burner yards per carry i mean look what he did last year and the year before um, and then last one, it's not an over-under, but before we do win total prediction, give us a player that no one is talking about right now that you think could either surprise or have a breakout season for the Chicago Bears. I'm going to say, I'm going to say two players, right? First comes to mind, Tyreek Stevenson, because mm -hmm. um, I think he has a lot of big play potential and people get on, get on him a little bit about his you know, the, the risk reward at, at, at defensive back, right? You, you, you gambling to get that big play, but the ones that are really good do that, right? You, you have to, you have to gamble a little bit, but I, uh, I love his physicality. I love his cover skills. He should have been a first round pick in my opinion. It's just some of the off the field issues at Miami. Um, so I look for him, you know, people have been talking about him, but not as much. I think he's somebody that could have a breakout year, especially with Gordon and company and, um, yeah, I, I think he's somebody that can really have a great year this year and, and surprise a lot of people. And then offensively, I'm going to go with Roshan Johnson. I think he's going to be a guy people have talked about, but I think he's going to be that David Montgomery type um, blocking, you know, especially in pass protection. That's huge in there, catching the ball in the backfield. Uh, 
the breaking tackles, uh, grinding them out, especially when we come down to red zone situations, being able to get that first down and fourth and in inches, fourth and one, third and one. So I think he's going to be somebody that I don't think he's going to put up crazy numbers, but I think he's going to do everything that you need to do that David Montgomery did. Yeah, I think, um, you know, with rookies, it takes a second, but I'm with you, man. By weeks, like maybe five or six, somewhere in there, it might be Roshan Johnson. The dude can catch the ball out of the backfield, too. And if the Bears want to start implementing a little bit more of that screen game, um, him and Herbert, one or the other, is going to be really nice. So, yeah, I mean, numbers-wise, I mean, nothing crazy. But if he gives us, like, 600 all-purpose yards and pops in five or six touchdowns, that is an element that we did not have last year on top of Deontay Foreman and Khalil Herbert. And it might make a lot of sense. So here we are, Corey. Oh, wait, you got, you got anything else? I got something for you. Uh, yeah. Who is who is the Bears' number two receiver next year as far as yards? Um, who, who you got for that? Claypool, Mooney, Tyler Scott, um, Cole Komet. I was about to say. I was about to say. So here's – I Cole Komet intrigues me on that one personally. Chase Claypool, let's be honest, I think – what I want out of Chase Claypool is I want at least five games where we get Chase Claypool and we can feel good about it. Mm. Um, do I think he's going to be healthy and available every single week? Um, I don't. I mean, just little nagging stuff over his career. The, the track record there isn't very helpful. Um, in terms of targets, you know, I could see games where maybe he only has three targets and like 12 yards. Um, so I don't know if he's going to be a consistent force in that regard. Darnell Mooney's an interesting piece. I mean, he had a great relationship with Justin Fields. I don't know how he fits into all of this just yet right now at this moment but man I, I'm, I'm thinking about Cole Komet a healthy Cole Komet in that play action game um, when you look at his advanced metrics of what he's been able to do and how he's been able to get better at man situations he wasn't very good at the beginning of his career only thrived in zone but when he got into man he got a lot better and in play action that's exactly the kind of look that the Chicago Bears want to dial up and and I would not be shocked if over a thousand yards for DJ Moore and somewhere in that 600, 700, maybe even 750 range for Cole Komet being your number two lead receiver for the Chicago Bears. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised too because they paid him the big contract, right? So obviously they're going to try to utilize his talents. He really improved. And, and I mean, a good tight end is a quarterback's best friend. I mean, you look at all the teams that are very successful. You look at uh, Kansas City, um, got rid of Tyreek Hill last year. Everyone thought there's no chance they win it again. What, what does he do? <laughs> he relies on Travis Kelsey, who's putting up wide receiver numbers. I'm not saying Cole Komet is going to be that guy. I think Cole Komet, I think he's going to be like Kyle Rudolph in his prime, his Pro Bowl years, like you said, anywhere from that, that 600 to 750. But he really makes his mark in the red zone and catching touchdowns. So it'll be around that 7 to 10 touchdown range, which would be huge, a huge asset for this team, especially because of how poorly they performed in the red zone. So, yeah, Cole Komet, they're, they're, they're definitely going to give him the rock, and especially with a lot of that play action, some of those seams, some of those outs, mm -hmm. cross patterns, uh, they're really going to utilize him. And if that works out, I think the Chicago Bears offense is going to take step forward this year, and I think it's going to help us win some football games. And speaking of, Corey, it is time for our 2023 <laughs> Chicago Bears win total prediction right here on Believe in Bears. Corey, what do you got, man? How many wins are the Bears going to win this year? Man, you do it first, man. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous too, dude. I've gone back and forth on this one um, a lot. And I, I, I will say this. I'm probably going to mm. – when you look at the schedule, and this is why I'm going to land on this number, yep. 
there is no reason why the Chicago Bears should not win nine games this year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anything less than seven, Corey, and I think we've got a real problem. And I, you know, yeah. I'm not into the big yeah. blind, blame pie thing. We'll do that some months down the road, whether it's Justin Fields, whether yeah. it's Eberflus, whatever that is. If we win less than seven games, um, I'm going to be really disappointed, man. Because when you yeah. look at this schedule and you say to yourself, the Chicago Bears did not win one single game against the NFC North last year. We're not going to do that two years in a row. So if you give me two, maybe even three wins against the NFC North, and that's being modest, you look at the rest of the schedule with guys like the Falcons, Commanders, Raiders, Cardinals on the schedule. That's four right there, Corey. That gives you at yeah. least six. It gets you to six or seven with some yeah. toss-me-ups mixed in there. I'm going with nine. Nine and eight, the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields is our guy. We're on our way. And moving into next yep. year, as you mentioned, we spend big money, big draft capital, and we are ready to roll and be a playoff contender in 2024. Nice. I like that. I'm, I'm going to one-up you, if you know what I'm saying. I'm going to go 10 and 7. Double I'm going to go 10 and 7. Yeah, because, because I, I think the offense is really what's going to be greatly improved. We're, we're going to see Justin Fields ascend to, to what he needs to be as a franchise quarterback. And I, I just think all the pieces to the puzzle are there. I think defensively, they're going to improve in, in the rush defense, which is something struggle to do. You can't stop the run. You cannot win. Think about how many games they were in last year. And you we can make an argument right now just looking at the roster. There's a lot more talent on the roster this year than a year ago. You look at the Miami game, right? They had them down to the wire. Um, there were so many different games where you're like, how are they even in this? They're taking these teams down to the wire that they had no business doing. So – the, the improvement of the team, Justin Fields, another year in this system, the weapons, um, I'm going to say 10 wins, and I think they're going to surprise a lot of people, and it's, it's going to be a fun season. It's it's all about the start, how they do on this first game. I think it's going to set them. It's not, it's not the end-all, be-all, but I think you, you look at Justin Fields and what he's trying to do and the criticism that he's faced. If he can start out with a hot game, and I'm not talking about 400 yards and all this, that would be nice. But I'm saying a very efficient game, 250 yards passing, you know, efficient, efficient in there, you know, 20, 22 of 25, something like that. You know, a couple rush yards mixed in um, red zone, really being productive in that area. That would be huge for his confidence going forward into the season and half, uh, not more than half. I would say 80 percent of the NFL college playing well is in between the years, how confident you are. Because then all of a sudden you could play freely. You're not thinking. So if he can start out with, with a hot game mm-hmm. and, and just be efficient, right? Don't have to do too much. Don't be the hero, but just lead this offense, be a leader, make smart decisions, play Green Bay, get that first dub. And then all of a sudden, I think I think there's a lot of pressure off him. And then all of a sudden he's, he's able to pre- play freely. So I think that's the key to getting Justin Fields to where he is starting out this first game for success, baby. Well, come on back next week because we are going to preview that Bears-Packers matchup week one. Um, it all starts on the lakefront for hopefully a successful Chicago Bears season. And, uh, yeah, man, if Justin Fields gets off to a great start, um, 
I, I think we got a lot to look forward to, especially over a 17-game season, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, we got to get out of here. This was Believe in Bears. I'm Joey Christopoulos. You can follow me at Joey Sports Guy. Uh, my fantastic co-host, as always, former Bears defensive end Corey Wooten. Follow him at Corey Wooten. Uh, two O's, two T's. Get it right, everybody. Come on. It's 2023 now, for crying out loud. Uh, thank you so much for listening to us on SiriusXM or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for watching us on Sports Talk Chicago. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Uh, come on back next week. We've got a great episode previewing Bears Packers. We're going to be here all week, every se- all, all season long, every week is what I meant to say. I'm in preseason form. Corey, what do you want from me? Uh, anyways, exactly. uh, Corey, Corey, take <laughs> us home, man. Bear down. Yep. Be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. I'm excited for this season, man. Can't wait. Exactly. Excited for this season. This is a, a huge point in the trajectory of the Bears as a franchise, the new regime, Poles and Company, Iberflus, Justin Fields, um, there's a lot more talent this year. So looking forward to them utilizing that and, and, and being able to start fast, right? Aaron Rodgers is gone from Green Bay. That reign of having two Hall of Fame quarterbacks is done, right? Jordan Love, you know, I, I, so it's hard. It's hard to get three in a row. It is. It is hard to get three great quarterbacks in a row. So maybe he will be one day, but not week one. I'll tell you that. So I'm looking forward to the Bears getting dubbed there. But it's going to be a great season. Looking forward to seeing the improvement, especially from Justin Fields. That's that's what everybody, not only Bears fans, but NFL fans around the league, they they want to see, is Justin Fields the real deal, right? So he has a lot of pressure on him. Now it's time for him to step up, right? He's done it at every level. Now it's time to do it at this level and prove that there's a new sheriff in town and the Bears finally have their franchise QB. So next week, we're going to get with the preview of uh, – you know, against the pack and, and we'll go through, you know, the keys to victory. We'll go over what they do well. Um, you know, what, what the bears have to do, how I have to start fast and, and when we'll break it down. And, uh, I think we might have a uh, little partners in the podcast, guests. right? Yeah. yeah a we'll special, special special guests. Guests. Yeah, exactly. Be- so it'll be, it'll be, it'll be good. We, we got, we got some guys from green Bay that uh, break down their content that we're going to be going back and forth with. And, uh, it, it'll be, it'll be a great show. So tune in for that for sure. Yeah, they'll be around to answer the question of, can they get three in a row? Talk to a Bears fan. Can we get one in a row? Bear down. We'll see you soon. We'll be back. Be well. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.